You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So much going on always. I'm thankful that we have this hour together each week on Real Talk Radio and on the podcast all around the world. So, uh, have you seen people calling out other people on social media? Have you seen this? Have you seen Christians calling each other out? There's a lot of that, isn't there? There's a lot of it, at least on my feed. I see a lot of it. I see a lot of heresy hunters. I see a lot of people that have a genuine heart to call out sin. I'm thankful for that. So what, is it, what does it look like when you're actually doing it in accordance to the Word of God? Should we call people out uh, in order to protect the flock? Um, is, it, is it something that we should focus on? Is it something we just do once in a while? I'm going to kind of share some nuggets with you today that I've learned in this. And uh, I had a really good mentor. I had several, you know, several good mentors, but one of them was Dr. Hayford, Dr. Jack Hayford. And, uh, you know, he really was teaching at the Bible school that I was at and, you know, I had several classes with him. And then, you know, I, I worked with him at the college and seminary. Anyways, it was, uh, it was, you know, the school of pastoral nurture. I got to see how he interacts with other pastors that would come in. He was really good at, at this. And so that's why I bring him up. Uh, but there's many that are good at this. Um, and I, I could name many different names of, of amazing preachers that only once in a while, when it's appropriate, will issue a rebuke. But I will tell you, it's, it's something that you see less and less of from leadership in the church, and you see more and more of from people online, maybe yourselves. Uh, and again, I'm not against people calling out people online because I think we need to do it. But I think there's a way that we can do it where when the non-believers are watching, we're not uh, you know deterring them from coming to the church because they say, Christians are crazy. Look at them. They're all fighting each other online. So there's an appropriate way, and then there's a haphazard way. And there's also people that focus all their time on finding fault in other ministers. And then there's people that only once in a while will issue a rebuke. And do you call out the name or do you just call out the false doctrine? Well, I've come to the uh, point in the ministry here where only very rare occasions will I speak someone's name because I'm not trying to ruin them as a person. I'm not trying to destroy their ministry. What I'm trying to do is make sure the saints that follow me as a shepherd are not being deceived. And so as a shepherd, you want to make sure that, you know, you are calling out false doctrine, you are calling out um, wolves, and you're protecting the flock, but you're also not getting into like this crazy war with people online, which that tends to happen these days. I, I don't even like talking about this, but I think it's important. We're going to cover all subjects on this broadcast if you listen long enough. And this is one that's on my heart because... There's just a lot of it going on, and there's a need for it because the church as a, as a body of Christ is, is, is we can't keep doing the same thing that we've done over and over. That, that's the definition of insanity is when you do the same thing, the wrong thing. I'm not talking about the right things that we do, which are in accordance to the word of God. I'm talking about the man-made stuff that we've imparted into the Christian culture and uh, we keep doing it over and over again, and that's kind of how we've got to the place where we are right now in our nation, in our world, where we're seeing uh, persecution of Christians, even in the West, on the rise, and we're seeing biblical Christianity being targeted. They're now saying biblical Christianity is hate speech, core elements of Christian doctrine, 
So anybody that's standing for the truth is in a battle. If you are speaking truth, if you're standing for the entirety of the word of God, you're in a battle. And I understand that because I'm in that battle with you. And, um, you know, the, 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 the deeper you go, the more you speak out or the more uh, public of a person you are, the more warfare you're going to deal with on that front. And it comes from all angles. It comes from all angles. And so I understand in this audience, many of you that are listening to the show, you have a real heart for true justice and for righteousness and for the word of God. And you're concerned, just as I am, because you're seeing there are wolves out there that are leading maybe new Christians or people that have somehow got caught up, even if they've been in Christ for a long time, astray. So how do we, in a, in a balance, what does the Bible say about handling this? That's why I think it's so important. So should we call out false teachers or should we ignore them? So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from some of the notes here today, um, but I think it's important that we, that we talk about this. So let's begin in Matthew 7.15. Matthew 7.15, this is a warning to the body of Christ. It says, beware of the wolves. Beware of the wolves. It says this, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And the word beware means all of us should be alert especially shepherds, okay? Pastors, you're going to be held to a higher standard, your leaders. You've got to understand this, okay? To identify not just the false teaching, but even sometimes the false teachers whose ways are subtle. Uh, they're, closing, they're clothing themselves with lamb's wool when they're wolves. And Paul used the same Greek word for beware in Acts 20, uh, verses 28 and 29, when he said this, he said, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in and among you, not sparing, not sparing the flock. Jesus used the same word again in Matthew 16, 6, Jesus himself. Uh, But he got more specific here, okay? He said, watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Paul had the same kind of group in mind and the same kind of error in mind in Philippians 3.2 and um, 3.18. He says this, look out for dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. And then in verse 18, "For, for many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, let's go to Romans 16, 17. Romans 16, 17 says this. He warned this. Watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. And he says, avoid them. Avoid them. So to avoid them, you have to know who they are, right? You have to know who they are. Uh, you can't avoid somebody if you don't know who they are. Let's just be real. The idea of identifying and avoiding shows up in 1 Corinthians 5, 11. Also in 2 Thessalonians 3, 6, and in 14, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 5, uh, 2 John 10. So in other words, Christians and shepherds in particular should be discerning and alert to behavior and teaching that dishonors Christ and destroys people. That's what it does. Listen, a false teaching destroys people. It destroys their lives. It destroys their marriage. Uh, I've seen it destroy so many different things. I, I know uh, people right now that that their spouse sees things one way and they see things another. They're both Christians, but one has taken a turn to listen to some of these voices that are out there that are saying things that are misleading the sheep. 
And so once that, it's like, it's like a cancer gets into the household and uh, they're, they're deceived. And unfortunately that deception has caused division in the home. And the other person in the marriage is like, I don't see that. I'm sorry. I can't agree with you. And so then they say, well, then you just not seeing what I'm seeing. So you got to make sure that what you're standing for is biblical. Not, not what some person is telling you that has no relation to scripture. But see, there's a lot of people in the name of Christ. They're saying they're a pastor, they're a prophet, they're somebody you know that's out there online. And online is just given the opportunity for just about anybody to speak anything at this point. This is why I've been talking about discernment so much because ultimately we have to have discernment because I'm not always gonna be there and a pastor might not always be there or maybe you are a pastor. You have to walk in discernment. You've gotta hear from the Lord yourself. It's very, very important. And we, we've gotta know how to... Um, you know, mark those that are teaching false teaching by us knowing the word of God and knowing the scripture. So that's the key. Um, you know, then it, as I was saying in Timothy, uh, actually first Timothy five nineteen through 20, Paul went beyond just avoid them to rebuke them publicly, he said. So those of you that got upset when my friend called out some people, you know, last year towards the end of the year uh, publicly, uh, I just want you to know that that First Timothy five nineteen through twenty, uh, Paul didn't just say avoid them; he says rebuke them publicly. So, speaking of elders who persist in error, he said, "Do not uh, admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses." As for those who persist in sin, and that can be sin or false doctrine or sin of evil behavior, anyone who does not accept correction, this is what it says. Rebuke them in the presence of all so the rest may stand in fear. That's pretty blunt. Now, in the seeker-friendly culture that we're in right now, in the culture where, you know, people want to just be like everything's peaches and cream and you don't have to do anything and God's just going to rescue us and everything great's going to happen. We don't deserve judgment and we don't have to repent. Those people, listen, they're, they're teaching a false doctrine. They're, they're, they're giving what I call hopium. And they're, they're actually paralyzing a lot of people in the body that would otherwise be doing something because people think, well, I don't need to do anything. This person's telling me everything's going to be great. So this is why this is such a problem and a dilemma in this hour, because there is a good portion of people that feel like they don't need to do anything. And then when somebody calls them out, that person is actually the one that people get mad at. So it's quite, it's quite crazy times. That's why I'm talking about this again, because it's still happening. So I'm literally, we're going to go through the scripture and, and actually talk about what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to do it, and do it in the love of Christ. Very important subject. We will be back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd here. Today we're talking about... When do we call out false teachers? Do we call them out by name? Do we always do that? How, what is the appropriate action according to the scripture? That's what we're going to get into today. And we were already talking about it. So very important. This is very important because there's a lot of this going on online. And uh, I worry sometimes just because I know that, you know, I know I'm not supposed to worry, right? But I know that there's non-believers that are watching. And I know that non-believers are watching the shenanigans in the church. And maybe that's you. Maybe you've been hurt by the church. There's a lot of church hurt people out there. Should we talk about that? <laughs> there's a lot of church hurt people because there's a lot of horrible things that people have done in the name of Christ that aren't from God. 
That's why I'm talking about. If you want to know why I'm talking about this, it's because let me let me just share this with you. It's not because I have this like major uh, then you know vindictiveness towards people that I just want to expose. No, actually, don't like doing this. I don't even like talking about this. You know why I'm talking about it? Because I care about you and I care about people. And as a shepherd, I don't want to see if I can help avoid somebody getting church hurt. To me, that's that's beneficial. And everywhere I go, people tell me. They've been hurt in the church. Now, am I going to be able to stop it? No. But am I going to be able to maybe shed some light on it or maybe help you if you've been church hurt? I want I want to explain something today. If you were caught up in what I call, um, you know, it, it's one of these like rabbit trails or um, these, these it's, it's, it's like a aberration, you know, it, it's people are caught up in these, in these different you know, they're not really movements, I guess they're, well, maybe they're satanic movements because it's an infiltration in the church and it's not really God. Uh, so if it's not God, then it's from the devil. Let's just be real. But some of these people are, are genuine. They're just sincerely wrong. They're sincere. They're just sincerely wrong. Maybe they had bad teaching. Uh, maybe they don't know the scripture and somehow they got into some wonky type of teaching where now they have found a lane that they think is their lane, but yet they're, they're, they're not teaching true biblical doctrine. I mean, let's just think of how many people have done this over the centuries. I mean, there's there's whole religions that have spawned out of false doctrine. There, there's whole movements that have spawned out of that have caused tremendous damage. And some some of the repercussions of that is that some of that even um, kind of finds its way into the mainstream church. And that's why there's a lot of problems. I mean, look at seeker friendlyism, where everybody said we got to be so seeker friendly that we water down the gospel. Well, that's how America got to where we are right now. It's from the seeker friendlyism that didn't call out sin, that didn't rebuke. So that's why this is coming back. That's why the Lord is saying, look, this has to happen. This is an element of scripture. I said to do this. That's what the Lord is saying. But in order for us to understand that, to know sound doctrine, what is sound doctrine? Well, sound doctrine is actually getting into the scripture and studying it and knowing it and teaching it, not, not adding some, something additional to that that makes it something else. That's what a lot of people do. And that's where the devil is crafty. And so if you've been church hurt by one of these false teachers, maybe they were sincere. They were just sincerely wrong. Maybe they're not a bad person. They're just misled or they're walking in deception. And that's why we have to see the, you know, we have to be humane or, you know, use mercy, operating grace. I'm not trying to destroy somebody's life. The only reason why I would call something out would be to try to help people. It's not because I'm vindictive or want to destroy a ministry or, you know, I'm not some gangster, some Christian gangster. that's like, let's blow up this ministry. No, that hurts my heart because I know there's families involved and there's people that, that maybe are just sincerely off. That's why we've got to make sure that sometimes we, we don't even need to call out the person. We just call out the false doctrine and then people can let the cards fall where they may. But the bottom line is you want to always side on truth. You want to always side on righteousness. You want to always side on the word of God. That's where you're going to be safe. Even if you're attacked temporarily or you go through spiritual warfare for standing for the truth, ultimately you're going to be in the best place because you are on the the right side. But we got to be careful. Don't get prideful in that and think that, you know, you're better than everybody. That's what I call self-righteous super saint. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Listen, do I get everything right? No. So I better be teachable. And I just, in fact, we were just texting a pastor friend of mine this morning. And he said, brother, I just want you to know if I ever get anything off, you have a right to correct me. And I said, well, that just you saying that shows me your heart. And I just want to say the same thing back to you. And there's many people, 
I call it a system of checks and balances and accountability. See, that's why accountability is so important. There's people in my life that are watching, that are observing the ministry. And I'm not talking about the heresy hunters and those that just wish to destroy me. I'm talking about those that actually love me and care about me. But let's say I said something that was doctrinally incorrect. They're probably going to reach out and they're going to text me or call me and say, uh, hey, do you have a minute? Sure. What's up? Well, you know, you put up this post and I, I know that your heart probably meant something else, but it's coming off as this. And that's actually doctrinally not correct. And I'll, let me show you the scripture. And I love you, man. I just don't want you to be off. That's, that's a good friend. That's a good person that says, look, I love you. I'm not trying to destroy your ministry. I just want you to know that, you know, you said something that according to scripture, it's off. Now, are there areas in scripture where people are going to disagree probably until Christ returns? Yes. Those are the areas like, you know, women in ministry, when the, when the, when the rapture is going to happen, if the rapture is going to happen. Um, there's a lot of those little gray areas where, you know, there's different doctrines, different theological beliefs uh, from, you know, different denominations and different people groups. And look, that stuff, we can't solve that today. Okay, we're not going to. We're just not going to. Let's be realistic. But we can have a revelation from the Holy Spirit and we can go to the Lord and ask him about such matters. But we're not supposed to be fighting online about that because that's just a bad testimony. That's a bad witness. What I'm talking about is when somebody is totally off on a tangent, on a on a like an aberration, like I call it, just they're off on a whole nother thing that they've made something. Maybe one scripture mentions it and they've turned it into like this whole ministry where they've made up a bunch of stuff and they put in a bunch of stuff and that was never of God. Or maybe they're saying a bunch of promises that are not going to happen, but yet they're tickling ears. And they're doing it over and over again. And there's a large portion of people that are following them because they want to hear good things. And so they're happy about the things they're saying, but the things they're saying aren't true. That's why we do this. That's why we talk about this, okay? And so it's important. Um, you know, listen, Paul went on and, and actually named destructive false teachers. He mentioned, uh, I think it's Demas in love with the uh, present world has deserted me. He said that in 2 Timothy 4.10 literally names the name um there's another scripture second timothy 1 15 says you are aware that all who are in asia turned away from me among whom are these names are really hard it's like pi jealous and hermo genes i don't know if i'm saying that right but you know he's naming names right there um let's talk about first timothy uh 1 19 through 20 he says by rejecting this faith and good conscience some have made shipwreck of their faith among whom are again he's mentioning that person uh hymenegus and alexander actually that might even be a different person it's a similar name but it's a different person uh, hymenaeus and alexander is what he's saying in first timothy 1 19 through 20 uh again in uh second timothy 2 17 he says their talk will spread like gangrene among them are, uh, here's that person again, Hymenius and Philetus. So listen, I mean, I know I just botched those names, and so don't beat me up for it. But the bottom line is what I'm trying to say, the point that I'm making is the Apostle Paul at times, not, not all the time, but once in a while, mentioned the person by name because he felt this was important. You know, he names at least six false teachers that the church should watch out for. Very specific. So I infer from Jesus and Paul and Luke and John that false teaching and destructive behavior are present dangers in this fallen world for the church, for the saints and all of us, especially shepherds, pastors should be alert and discerning to identify 
and in appropriate ways expose. Listen, I said appropriate ways. Okay, listen, we got to go to another break right now. The very important conversation. PastorTodd.org is the website. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're here. Very important subject matter today. We're talking about when is it okay to call out false teachers, false doctrine? Should we do it all the time? Should we do it every day? Once in a while? What does it look like? What does the Bible say? Because a lot of people are calling people out online, especially Christians. How do we figure this out? So this is what we're going to be talking about. We've been talking about very important conversation. And so I I mentioned in the last segment, Paul calls out these six teachers that are basically false teachers. And he's saying, look, church, you got to watch out for watch out for these people. He, He even says it's like the spread of gangrene. I mean, that's pretty, pretty big deal there. Right. Let's talk about this scripture in first Corinthians four, four through five. First Corinthians four, four through five, it says this, I'm not aware of anything against myself. This is the apostle Paul speaking, uh, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one, Paul, Cyphus, Apollos, um, will receive his commendation from God. Very, very important there. The best protection against the darkness of error is the light of truth. That's a great, great quote right there. The best protection against the darkness of error is the light of truth. So Caden is asking uh, whether the words do not pronounce judgment before the time should keep us from identifying false teachers or from naming them. And I don't think so. Uh, Don't pronounce judgment before the time means do not do what only Christ can do at that last day on the day of judgment. Don't presume to know the heart like Jesus will know the heart on that day. Only Christ will bring to the light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. But for now, our job is indeed to do uh, mouth judgment, writing judgment, behavior judgment, not heart judgment, but mouth and writing and behavior judgment. Very important there. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Uh, our, our job is indeed to do mouth judgment, writing judgment, behavior judgment, not heart judgment, but mouth and writing judgment and behavior judgment. When a mouth speaks unbiblical, destructive teaching, when a blog or an article or a book publishes unbiblical and destructive teaching, when a body, a human body, a physical body behaves with unbiblical and destructive behavior, in all these cases, we are to be discerning, discerning, and according to Ephesians 5.11, we are even able to expose the error. It says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, censor them, uh, show them to be wrong, uh, censure them, not, not censor, censure them, show them to be wrong is what the word uh, in the Greek, it's ek, ek, uh, E-L-E-G-C-H-O, elecho. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's E-L-E-G-C-H-O. That's what it means. So let's, um, for the remainder of the show here, I'm going to show five factors for calling out false teachers. Five factors. I believe today, if you listen to this in accordance to the scripture and everything that we've talked about so far, you're going to be in a position to know, first of all, we got to ask ourselves, what's our heart in doing this? Are Are we trying to gain 
prominence? Are we trying to gain followers? Are we trying to bring attention to ourselves? Are we trying to hurt somebody? Are we trying to destroy somebody's ministry? Are we, are we jealous of them? We've got to make sure we search our own heart because our heart can be very wicked. You know that, right? And so we got to make sure that we're pure. And, and again, you don't have to always call somebody out by name. You could just say, look, I'm hearing there's this teaching out there. And in accordance to scripture, I've studied, and this is what the scripture says. And the teaching that's out there is not in line with the scripture. So beware of this. Something as simple as that. And that will set people up for success. And it will give them the ability to then go to the Lord and say, Lord, is what this person's saying true? Because in the mouth of two more witnesses, my word should be established, right? So these things are very, very important. Very, very important. So here are the five factors for calling out false teachers. That's what we're going to address right now. Five factors. Here they are. So the question is how and when, not if. Okay, how and when? How do we do it? And here I think the Bible calls for wisdom rather than telling us who and when and how, if that makes sense. The question we ask is this. How can we best in our situation with our gifts and our responsibilities help the most people believe and live the most truth? And how can we protect the most people from destructive beliefs and behaviors. That, that's my heart. Is that your heart? That's my heart. So it's not a vindictiveness. It's not us trying to uh, be, you know, in some position where we're better, we're holier than thou, you know, we're, we're like going to call out everybody else. That's not the deal, okay? I know there's some people doing that. I know there's some people doing that. And listen, they're, they're just as wrong as the false teachers. So we got to be careful, okay? Um, so look, here are the five factors, uh, perhaps to consider. I think this is a good litmus test. It's a good balance for us. Um, when deciding whether to name a false teacher publicly, also to name, you know, a doctrine, I I'm much more on the side of naming a doctrine that's incorrect. Like people are saying this, but I've been praying about it. And according to the scripture, it says this, you know what I'm saying? That to me is like the best thing right there. But you know, there are times when you call out the person, it's just, you don't want to be living in a perpetual war with every false prophet out there because it's a lot. It's a lot of warfare, and you're going to take on a lot if you do that. And plus, honestly, it's going to make you look bad if you're constantly calling people out. So you got to pick and choose your battles. you got to take it to the Lord. you got to find out when it is the appropriate time. So here, here again are the system of checks and balances. Number one, the seriousness and deceitfulness of the error. How, how serious is it? I mean, is this something that you know, is going to cause somebody to stumble. It's going to cause somebody to really get messed up. And there are a lot of these teachings out there that are going to do just that. Like I said, I see the collateral damage of false teachings. I see the collateral damage of false pastors and false prophets. It's bad. I mean, it honestly messes up marriages and uh, relationships with family members and friends. And, and there's so many uh, collateral damage types of things that happen as a result of that. So the seriousness, number one, Number two, the size of the audience. Is it growing? Um, you know, how many people are being affected by this? Is it just one? Can you go to them directly maybe and just warn them, hey, I think you're caught up in a false teaching? Or are you seeing hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people that are being deceived by this person? Then, you know, you might have to pray about a different way to address it. And is it something that God's calling you to do? That's the other question. Is it something that God's calling you to do? Or are you just meant to pray about it? That's important. Sometimes God will just give us something that's very egregious to pray. We know someone's in error, but we're praying that they're going to have a revelation or that, you know, maybe they really love the Lord. They've just gotten off on a particular area and you just got to pray that they have a revelation. I've seen this many times where I prayed and I've interceded for somebody and they've had the revelation. They made the correction. The key in Christianity is course correction, being teachable, 
being accountable, and having a heart for God's word. That is the main thing. If we are teachable, humble, and contrite before the Lord, accountable, have a heart for his word. Listen, we're all going to make mistakes sometimes. Don't beat yourself up. I'm telling you right now, I've made mistakes over the years. That's why I have mercy and grace. The key is where's the person's heart and what are they doing? So the seriousness and deceitfulness of the error, the size of the audience, is it growing? Is it expanding? Is it a cancer in the body? The duration of their ministry, did they make one blunder or are they constantly doing it? This is important. Sometimes, like I said, somebody is a good preacher. They're a good Christian. They're, they're doing a, a tremendous work, but they got something off. I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I know a pastor that I've known for many, many years, and I really like the guy. I think he's a sincere person. But during the pandemic, he was encouraging people to take the you-know-what. And to me, that was off. I, I, as a pastor, could not do that. I could not say, take that. that. That was something the Lord said very, very specifically, don't lead people in that direction. Now, did some people get it? Did some people come to me and ask? Sure, thousands of people came to me and asked. And every single one of them, I gave my view. I said, you got to do what the Lord tells you, but I'm hearing a no personally. And that's what I'm going to share with you. That's on my heart. But ultimately, I can't control you. You're going to do what you're going to do. Now, I knew preachers that were saying that. Do it. But some of them were really good preachers. And honestly, that put a check in my, in my heart after that because I said, man, they lack discernment. Something's wrong there. But again, the entirety of the, the time I've known them, they've been good preachers that teach the word. Not every one of them. Some of them have been off on other things too. And they certainly were off on that. And I know they lack discernment. Others, I was surprised. I'm just going to be real with you. I was surprised. So uh, that's what you got to think about. The vulnerability of the people uh, whom you're responsible. This is important. The vulnerability of the people for whom you're responsible. This is the next one, okay? Um, How vulnerable are the people? Are you taking advantage? I see a lot of people taking advantage of the saints. I see a lot of people right now fleecing the saints. Just going to be real. Grieves my heart, and I know it grieves God's heart. And that's why we're having this discussion because the scripture says in the end times, there's going to be more of this. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And so you need to know this saint and you be aware of this. Um, Number five, the role you have in influencing shepherds who really need to be discerning for who the false teachers are. That's a factor right there. What is your role? Are you, are you somebody that in your, first of all, are you a pastor are you a five-fold ministry person, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, an apostle? Are you one of those? And if you're not, you're not less than, by the way, but you are hold, held to a different standard because five-fold ministry people are held to the highest standard. If we get it wrong, we're, we're gonna be held to a higher standard. It's the worst. It's the worst to be leading people astray if you're a leader. But you may be an elder. You may be a, a deacon. You may be a, somebody in the church that's a leader, but maybe you're not a five-fold person, okay? And... Uh, that's kind of hard because if you're a leader, you probably operate in one of the fivefold ministry giftings or multiple. I'm just going to be real with you. But, you know, some people, they have different roles. Let's say you're an usher, you're on the worship team, you know, you, you're somebody that maybe teaches the children. You're still a teacher, by the way. Uh, but, you know, this is what I'm trying to say is that you have a role, but not you're not necessarily like the pastor, okay? But you're important. And don't negate that role because that role is where God has you now, but you don't even know where God's going to take you later and every one of the roles are very important. I, I'm, I remember when I was in children's church, things that the children's church teacher said, I still remember till this day. Very influential in my life, funny enough. Especially the ones that I went to for like a year or two 
And they said a lot and they taught me a lot. They taught me who Noah was. They taught me who, you know, my daughter is now in that place in her life. And that's very important. So don't negate your position. You're a mother, you're a father. Don't negate it. Your grandparent, that's important. Very important. You're sowing in to a future. What's this this young lady or young man going to be like? What what's what's the the seed that's been sown in their life? It's very important. So when you do name a false teacher, it's best to do in a setting uh, where you do more than name drop. Okay, you don't want to just name drop. You explain the error. You give reasons for rejecting it. You communicate complexities. You set a tone of longing for truth. And here's the most important part. You do it in love. You're not slinging mud. This is where I think we're really getting it wrong. We don't want to destroy anybody. We're not trying to ruin somebody's life. We don't want to have an enemy. Now, ultimately, a lot of false teachers will attack back because they feel cornered. They're like a ravenous wolf in a corner and they're going to roar and they're going to do everything they can to attack you because they don't like being exposed. But we, we operate in love. We're not trying to destroy them. We're not trying to destroy their life. You know, if it's somebody that just got one thing wrong or maybe just a couple things wrong, you don't want to necessarily destroy their ministry. You just want to point out the false doctrine. And the first thing you're supposed to do is go to the person, by the way. You're supposed to go to the person first. That's the biblical order. And a lot of times that's out of order. Okay, we're going to have one more segment. We're going to wrap this conversation up. I think it's a very important conversation. Are you getting something out of this? I hope you are. Uh, This is the Todd Coconato Show. PastorTodd.org is the website. We have Sunday service every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central on our Facebook page at Real Todd Coconato. Also on our Rumble channel, the Todd Coconato Show, 1 p.m. Central every week. Join us for Sunday service. You can find out all the things that we're doing on PastorTodd.org. If this is something that you want to hear more teachings like this, we have a bunch of them. Uh, So thank you for tuning in. We'll be right back with the last segment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd here. Today we're talking about a very important subject matter. When is it okay to expose people if they're teaching false doctrine? Do we call out the name? Do we call out the person? How's it going to work? How's it going to work, right? So we've gone through a lot today. And I I think that a lot of people are going to appreciate this teaching because we've gone through a lot today. Um, I just said, remember, to operate in love. You're not slinging mud. You're not trying to self-promote yourself to get a better platform, a bigger platform. That's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because you're operating in a place of love. You love people so much that you're willing to take some flack and maybe even be attacked by the person because you're, you're bringing forth something. But I will tell you, there's going to be people that are loyal to the person that you're calling out. And even if they're completely off doctrinally from a biblical perspective, that means people wonder sometimes what that means. I mean, Bible, Bible, does it say it in the Bible or not? Are they taking liberties? Are they, are they, saying all, I mean, they've just taken it to, there's people right now, I can tell you, that have taken it to a whole nother level. They're they're incorporating things that are happening in the world as if it's Bible. They're saying like, you know, this person is going to be, you know, I I don't even want to get into it because it's just so egregious, some of the stuff that they're saying. I've, I've already called it out, by the way, multiple times. 
all you got to do is go on my Facebook page and see. And I've gotten flack for it. I've gotten a lot of flack for it. But you know what? I, it was worth it. It wasn't something that I'm, I'm not going to sit. You know, there was big television shows, Christian networks that wanted me to come on and talk more about it. But I felt like, you know what? This is what I said. I said it to my audience. I said it publicly. I said it in a blog. I said it on the show. And I felt like that was what I was supposed to do. It got out there. Trust me. It got out there. And uh, this is several months ago. And the thing is, is that, you know, I could have gone on all the Christian shows, but I didn't want to be known for that. That's not who I am. It was just a, an element that something God put on my heart. And I felt like, hey, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to say. This is something that God dropped on me in the middle of the night, actually. and said, do this. Stand with this person. Say these things. This is what I want of you. It was something that the Lord put on my heart through prayer. And I said, Lord, do I really have to do this? He said, yes. I'm just sharing this with you because it's not like this isn't ever about us. It's not about us like getting positioned to, you know, some people just make it about all this other stuff, followings and likes. This is a very serious thing that we take to the Lord. And we always remember that others are watching. So are we behaving in the character of Christ? Are we behaving in Christ is real. He's not a character, but you know what I mean? It is. Are we walking in his likeness and image? Are we, are we doing what he told us to do according to the scripture? Are we being Christ-like, in other words? See, I got I to gotta be careful about everything I say because otherwise somebody will take a little, a little piece of it and say, Coconado's out there saying this. This is the world that we're in. Yes, there are heresy hunters and there are people that take this to the nth degree that shouldn't be. But there is a biblical time to do it. And again, the reason why I do it is because everywhere I go around the country, I see people that have been church hurt from people that have done wonky stuff in the name of Christ that's not from the Bible. And that hurts my heart as a shepherd. And I, I pray that that's not you, but I guarantee you that a good portion of this audience are sitting there right now saying, yep, that's happened to me. I know it because I talk to so many thousands of people that say it. So here's the deal, okay? Uh, when you name a false teacher, the best thing to do is in a setting where you know you do more than just name drop. You explain the error. You give reasons for rejecting it. You communicate the complexities. You set a tone of longing for truth and love, and you're not just slinging mud. Okay, here's the last thing. Last thing I would say is let your teaching be so powerful, so anointed in clarifying the greatness and the beauty of the worth of God's truth, the truth, not his truth, not her truth, not this truth, not that truth, the truth, that your people will smell error before it infects their lives. The shape of the error is always changing. You can't preach enough negative sermons to stay ahead of it. And you don't have to. And you don't have to call out every single person and every single thing. You only call out what God puts on your heart. He will drop it in your heart, saint. Please listen to this for the last few minutes here. It's, it, we've got to be spirit-led. And that means we have a relationship with the Lord in which we are inquiring of his Holy Spirit in prayer. Anything that's not coming from that place, from prayer, from having the Lord instruct us, from him putting it on our hearts. I see people that get into battles that they don't need to be in. Not every battle is yours to fight. Not every battle is mine to fight. I would be bogged down to the point where I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing that the Lord has actually called me to do because I'd be so distracted by calling out everybody else and thinking that I am the, uh, you know, some people think you're the savior. 
Now, you're the one that has to call out everything. You don't have to comment on everything that's going on. Comment on the things that God tells you to comment on. Pick and choose your battles. And don't make an enemy with everybody, by the way. Some people, you can, you can rectify a situation that's egregious simply by picking up the phone and calling them or by reaching out to them and writing them or by praying for them. It's not always a public thing where we got to make an issue about every single thing. Then we lose credibility ourselves and we get distracted. There's a main thing in your calling in your life. Listen, the main thing obviously is to make disciples, to go and make disciples of the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The first thing before that is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and thy soul, thy mind, and then to love your neighbor. We're known by our fruit. We're known by our love. And we go out and we make disciples. That's the commission. Then you have something that God's put in your heart personally for you. It's a different calling than me. You have something that God's put on your heart to do, to accomplish in life, a a vision, a dream, a passion. You like kids. You like teaching about marriage. Um, You know, there's different things that God's put on your heart. That's your ministry. So not only is it making disciples and being about the Great Commission and, and upholding the word of God and truth, but also you have something else that God's put on your heart specifically. You know, there's different callings. My wife has a different calling than me, although we then come together and have the same calling as a couple. But she, she does things a little bit different than I do, and that's okay. She's her own person. I can't control her. She can't control me. But we each show up to do the best that we can as a believer in Christ. So that's the key. It, and we don't have to call out everything. You don't. So don't feel that weight on you. But when there is something that God's put on your heart to speak on, speak on it. And by no means be silent and by no means uh, hold back, but do it in love. Do it in love. You got to do it in love. Otherwise, you're not, you're not exuding Christ. Walk in the fruit of the spirit. Have grace, have mercy. Uh, I think those five things that we talked about were very important. Uh, you know, just kind of take those things into consideration. And listen, you may not agree with everything I said today. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It's very rare that two believers agree on everything. But where we come together is on the 98% that we agree on, not the 2% where we disagree. Don't attack me if there's something that you don't like. Look, everything I said today was biblical, okay? But maybe I said something that offended you. Write me about it. I'd love to hear. Let's talk it out. I love you. I don't mean anything hurtful. But again, we're never gonna agree on everything. But what we gotta do is we gotta go to the Holy Spirit. Lord, is this you? Is this person's heart right? Are they coming from the right place? How can I best serve you today, Lord? What can I do to be about your business today, Lord? You wake up and you die to your flesh, and then you say, what can I do to be about your business, Lord? You guard the anointing on your life and walk it out. Walk it out with fear and trembling. I mean, a good fear, a healthy fear. I'm gonna end with this today because I think this was a really important post that I recently put up, okay? Um, You can find it on my personal page. I said, human behavior is so strange sometimes. If someone says a bunch of false things that sound really good, people follow them in the droves and for whatever reason, ignore the fact that they get it wrong over and over and over again. Hmm, you seen something like this? Listen, here's the deal, okay? If they get one thing right after throwing a bunch of nonsense against the wall, statistically, if you say a bunch of things, you're bound to get one of them right once in a while. Anyone can do that. That's not a special gift or talent that they have. Uh, so, you know, anyone could do that. It's almost like people like to be lied to or they want to be lied to. It never ceases to amaze me. When someone points it out, they're the bad guy. Be prepared.
You might be the bad guy, not the person that is saying the falses. But here's the thing. But in time, people will see it. Yes, they will. And they you, here's the deal. You stand for the truth no matter what. It's the right thing to do. And you doing that is going to set you up for success, my friend. And so be encouraged. Be encouraged. And don't stay in the place of constantly calling out people. We do it when we're called to do it. And that's the way we're going to do it. We, we, that's the whole thing about walking with Christ. It's just, just do what the Lord says. Follow his word. Stay in his presence. Give him the glory for the good things that he's done. Don't stay in a place of negativity, but there is a time and a place to call out false doctrine. And just be obedient in that time. That's it, you know? So be encouraged. We don't have to be heresy hunters, but we call out false doctrine and false teachers when the Lord prompts us. All right, love you guys. Bless you. If you got something good out of this today, visit our website, pastortodd.org. We got Sunday service every week, 1 p.m. Central. And uh, we're always doing Zooms and different things like that. God bless you. We love you. We'll be back next week. PastorTodd.org. you so much for listening to today's broadcast just a few announcements here we've got the remnant revival center that's open in gallatin tennessee every friday night at 6 p.m 425 east main street in gallatin tennessee we also do sunday service for the entire remnant community around the world and that's at 1 p.m central on sundays on my facebook page at real todd coconado and on our rumble channel the todd coconado show to be a partner with this ministry and we need your support go to www.toddcoconado.com slash give Thank you so much for being part of the Remnant community. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.